guys, it's Kadesha and Monique, and we come from Queens. So, we come from Queens is a bi-weekly millennial lifestyle podcast. When listening to the show, let us know that you're listening by using the WCFQ hashtag on social media. You may also use it to weigh in on the conversation. So, can I say something? Yes, ma'am. Now, it's been, it's really been a long time since we've conversed, and I've been saving things to say on the show so i feel like i have about three things to say right yes yeah and they all involve kids maybe anyways the first one is i think i've mentioned before uh that my neighbor upstairs has a i was calling her a toddler she's actually a child like she's a full-blown yeah because i'm like at this at this rate in life she should not still be a toddler right in my head she's still (laughs) the toddler she's she still acts like a toddler every now and then with her tantrums but she's definitely in first grade i'm sure um i ran into her like a week ago and i'm like hey you know how are you blah 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 blah. and she's you know whatever talking back to me and her mom is like oh this is our neighbor downstairs and she's like i thought the other lady was the neighbor downstairs and her mom's like oh yeah well the other lady is her mom but she lives downstairs too and the child is like so you can hear me when i stomp like this (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes. I knew that was coming. I, <laughs> I was like, I can it. hear you. I can hear every step. She's like, oh, oh okay. And mom's like, yeah. And she can hear you when you're on your scooter. It's like, you can hear my scooter. I was like, yeah, I can hear your scooter. It comes very clearly. Yes, <laughs> and like, I kind of felt for the mom because I can hear um, through it. And I can hear her mom tell her, like, stop. There's people downstairs X, Y, and Z. But... She was like so surprised that I could really hear her stomping. I'm in my mind, like, girl, you need to stop, like, (laughs) chill out on your marching, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, Oh, yeah, all the three things I want to say do involve children. So, the second thing, which is a combined, is I visited my family on my father's side uh, again a couple weeks ago. And um, I was over there chilling. My cousin for lack of whatever, trying to clarify. I think she's like 12 now. She's like, in, is she in seventh grade? Probably, that's like 12-ish, 11, 12-ish. Um, she was there, she was taking out her braids and she, her younger brother, who's six, we got that confirmed, we didn't believe him when he said so, was also what? there. It, the way he behaves, I just don't think that he's six, but I confirmed it with his mom, who's my cousin, and she was like, yeah, he's six. I was like, well. But anywho, that's not the point yet. The point is, his sister, the 12-year-old, is getting her hair taken out, and she comes to the back room where I'm, like, trying to watch Insecure, and the 6-year-old is totally interrupting that because, you know, Insecure is insecure. I can't have a 6-year-old just around while I'm trying to watch it. And she comes in, and he's like, hey, nappyhead. And I was like, don't say that. I was like, what is wrong with you? No, not to me, to his sister. Oh, okay. And, well, actually, I had my hair out that day anyway, so I was like... But anyways, I was like, don't say that to her. He was like, what? My grandma says it. I was like, I don't care who says that. First off, so what if her hair is nappy? My hair is nappy, and I think my hair is beautiful, and I I think her hair is beautiful. And I actually wish she would wear her hair out more. And he's like, well, she has a nappy head. And I was like, who cares? And then so um, this 12-year-old, like, puts on her bonnet and, like, leaves the room or whatever. And I felt so bad in that moment because for her, I feel like my cousin since my cousin doesn't know how to do her hair, she writes her hair off as being very like coarse and unmanageable. Mm. And she always puts braids in her hair and stuff like that to the point where my younger cousin doesn't have any edges because 
her hair is never able to breathe and like actually grow and stuff like that. And I just felt like in that moment, though I defended her, I'm like, she probably has some self-esteem stuff going on for sure. Cause she's dark skin. And I don't think it's my grandmother that calls her nappy, even though I won't put it past, but I just don't think so. I think it's like her grandmother, um, or their grandmother, whatever, that says that to her. And I'm like, she probably really hates her hair. Like, her hair is not like her mom's hair. Her hair is not like my hair. It is coarser. It's tighter. All that sort of stuff. And, like, her mom's just like, it's un- it's unmanageable. It's unruly. It's all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, she doesn't even get a chance to, like, like herself, you know? Like, ever since she was born, it's her hair's like, always been in braids. I can't even recall really seeing it out. I feel like that was my first right. time in years. Right. So that leads me to then I still was talking to the six year old after she walked out the room. And I was like, why would you say that to her about her hair? I was like, my hair's nappy. Do you think that that is ugly? Do you think this and the third? He's like, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about someone else who has nappy hair. He was like, who? I was like, you. And mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he looked so surprised. You I'm sure. Him. Like, what? Miss what? <laughs> he was like, no, I don't. Like yes, you do. I say you. Who definitely. told you didn't, my guy? I was like, Who told your you? hair is nappy. Okay, first off, and he like starts. He has like a like a mohawk fade, a low cut, or whatever. And he starts rubbing his hair. And I was like, listen, if you if you didn't go a couple more weeks without a haircut, watch what would happen. Mm-mm. And he just left the room. <laughs> like, yeah, that was too much. Like <laughs> he was not ready. But like, I feel like that sucks. So now my cousin also has like a infant child, right? Oh, she mm-hmm. was hitting me up, just asking what should she do with her hair because she has so much and it's like coarse and she just wants it to be soft. And I'm like, oh, she's about to put another one through it. Like, you know, like my cousin did, went natural and was like, I don't know what to do with my hair. So she went back to relaxing, relaxing it. And natural hair is just work. It just it is what it is. It's work. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's kind of a cop out to say like, my child is too busy. She doesn't sit still, even though those things can be true. It's like y'all have to take the time to learn each other's hair mm-hmm. and create a routine and really nurture it and, and make it a pleasurable experience. We've mm-hmm. all grown up with our moms basically raking through our hair, our grandmas, our TTs, whoever, mm-hmm. with all sorts of brushes and like really, really <laughs> acting like there's not a human attached to the rest of this hair. I you know? know. Yeah. And. I just feel like in thinking about this experience with my cousins, like when I have a child, boy, girl or whatever, I really want to make the process of doing hair, even though it may be daunting, still like a pleasurable time, you know? Yeah. And really, Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever happens with their hair, just to be like a real like self-love experience, you know? It doesn't matter if their hair is coarser than mine, tighter than mine, whatever like that. Like, we're still going to make you feel good in the process of getting it from one way to another, you know? Yeah. So, that was it. My cousin thinks he doesn't have nappy hair, and that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of happy that you brought that up, though, because my... I talked about this when we were on Rico's show um, about my little cousin and, like, her perception of beauty. Mm, yeah she's seven now and um i remember she had she's been wearing extensions recently like cornrows and box braids and um right before she so she's away for the summer right before she went away for the summer we were taking out her cornrows and she was like dead bent on us not taking these cornrows out legit it was me my mom my aunt we were all like in this together to take these cornrows out she was just not happy she didn't want them out she was like i really like it and it was the length thing like i want my hair to be long and so i was like 
it's not a big deal. Like, I'll take it out. I said, your hair is beautiful. Once we took it out, her hair had, like, flourished so much under this, under these cornrows. Like, her hair had grown. And you could tell it was strengthened. And I was just, like, in amazement. I was like, your hair is so beautiful. You don't understand. Oh, my gosh. Your hair looks better than mine. Like, girl, your twist up about to be popping. Like, I was just going in. And you could tell she still just really wasn't that impressed. Yeah. Because she, she already has internalized what beautiful hair looks like. And, and that's, that's not it. Yeah. So, I was just like, okay. I'll make a deal with you. You're going away. So when you go away, I won't see you. But when you come back, how about I take my hair out? Because she hasn't seen my hair in a long time. How about I take my hair out? I do a twist out for me. I do a twist out for you. And we have a day and we rock our froze together. And her face like lit up. And she was just like, okay. So that just like made her feel better. And I, and I feel almost a sense of responsibility to make sure that I'm a model for her in that. And as of lately, like, I haven't worn my hair. Like, my hair has really been covered up. But now I just feel like I have to make even more of a conscious effort But, you know, you've said hair. this before. Yeah. Um, but I know that during the school year especially, it's so much easier for me to not wear my hair because of course. time. You know? Of course. But when she's around, and she, I know she's going to be around me a lot more um, as time gets closer. So I, I got to figure something out and wear my hair out. Just so that she can feel like, okay, we in this together. We cute. <laughs> yeah, you know? I felt like the same thing with my cousins, but I'm just not around them that much. And right. even if I were to do like her hair, let's say like on a Sunday afternoon or something for a twist out, that's going to need to be redone during the week. I'm mm-hmm. not about to come over there during the week. And her mom is just not about to take the time to do that. And that's the thing. That is the thing. And I was just thinking, yeah. even if my cousin could transition from all these box braids and cornrows and just have them when they braid her hair, just like not too tight around the edges and maybe do crochets so she can start getting familiar with seeing herself with curlier hair and tighter type of like you know curls can Mm -hmm. like be a good transition to starting to see herself with her hair you know but her hair is still not going to be like the crochet hair which is its own thing too but um yeah because i just like i don't know man ultimately it sucks that We've reached a point now where as black women, we totally embrace our natural hair, no matter what length it is, whether it's shaved, whether it's short, whether it's super long and big, like there's so many different phases of the natural hair. And we've become more appreciative of our hair as well as like everyone else, it seems like for the most part. And we still have these these little moments with kids that are going through it where it's just like, my nappy hair ain't cute. Right. And then just, I know for my cousin, just always hearing my grandmother talk about my hair being like good hair. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. her hair is not like mine. And my hair is also not like a lot of my family members hair. But right. I just don't like being that being what they compare themselves to. I hate the good hair thing. I oh, I'm always quick to ask myself, so what's that? Cuz tell me if mine is good or not. Stop. And tell me why. <laughs> my hair is just different. So, yeah. You know, but Yeah. That's that. All hair is good hair if you take care of it, okay? I mean, as long I mean just be thankful that you have some. Oh, hello, I am. Right. Thankful that my hair is growing. Okay, it's flourishing under here. I just gotta get it trimmed. Anyway, yeah. Trim. Um, did you have anything else to no, say? No, those are it. Okay. Um. So, can I say something? Yes. Um. I kind of don't know what I want to say. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I had like. I wanted to talk about work, but then I'm like, mm, do I want to talk about work? I just. I'm just not happy that I have to sit in traffic again for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing I want to say about work. Um, and so I went to a function this weekend. 
and I'm being a little vague about it just because anyway, I went to a function this weekend, right? Wow. And so I was sitting around and I'll tell you later why I'm being vague no, about it's it. It's fine. It's fine. Um so yeah, I was sitting around a bunch of young women. These women in particular were younger than me. Um and I was just like I wasn't really engaging in conversation with anyone. I was kind of just like, you know, listening here and there. And so I think there was a group of about three women. And they were talking about men and dating. And one girl in particular was talking about like how she, I guess she hasn't been dating. And she was talking about how she was um, describing how men approach her and her response, blah, blah, blah. So she said something to me and it like bugged me. She was talking about men and their money. And she was like, yeah, like, basically, like, I don't really give these dudes the time of day. But um, if he got if he got money, then I let him spoil me. And, like, the other young women were co-signing that. And I was just like, (sighs) it was bothersome for me because I feel like that happens often. I mean, I am not, I don't, I don't run with women who behave that way, but I feel like it happens often. And then, so you find yourself with women who latch on to men who will quote unquote spoil them. And then they abuse that. And then you have men out here acting a fool who keeping their money to themselves because they don't want to be good to women. But it's because of situations like that. And my thing is, my thing has always been like, don't wait for somebody to spoil you. Like, if you can't spoil yourself, then tough luck, girl. Keep it moving. I just, that, that thing just really bugged me. And I, I don't know if it was because, well, this conversation was being had because they were younger than us, because they were younger than me, or just because it's, that's where they are mentally. But uh, It could be some of both. But if I could be yeah. honest, I do mm-hmm. entertain that sentiment because if you deal with someone, regardless of if you can spoil yourself or not, but if you deal with someone who is, who puts in the bare minimum and then you get out of that, then you want something better. Absolutely. And I think it's just the extremity that they are talking or, or about it, and, but they very well could, could not be able to spoil themselves or they could, but I totally understand the sentiment. I don't go mm. forth and operate in that way completely, yeah. but it's just that like, nah, like I've done that already. And, um, I'm ready to, to have elevated experiences yeah for me it's just like spoil me with your time like it's nice to have money yes because uh i can't i can't entertain a dude who works at mcdonald's but spoil me with your time like my thing my thing my stance is this it has been this and will always be this um you whatever you have that has nothing to do with me (laughs) like that's cool. You got money or money, whatever. But that has nothing to do with me. Okay, that's it. I actually, I want to get into the show. Like, we can actually <laughs> talk about the can I say some things indefinitely. But to keep things pressing, today's topic. I'm sorry. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Yeah. No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, today's topic, y'all. It's it's one of those that I want to know I don't know what I want to say like we've been doing I guess like a variety of things as of lately and we just kind of want to take a break from having other people on the show and all sorts of things like that and we also ran out of topics as we seem to do every now and then so we're bringing to you our question game volume two so the last time we legit legit ran out of topics we just asked each other a bunch of questions questions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so with this time around 
We Kadesha got some questions from some websites. I got some questions from Twitter. We asked you guys on Instagram to send us questions. So we're gonna just be like asking and answering questions. So here we here Alrighty. we go. Here we go. Um, I, I'm just bothered the way you spell Kenan. Sorry. West, um. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So question number one. I feel like um this is a love connection all over again. Um. What is one thing you regret having done or not done in your life? Boy, I'm not going to talk about what I've done, right? But one thing that I regret not doing in my life, hmm, not doing, not, what What do I wish that I did that I didn't do? Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to have a lot of silence to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, okay, so I, I did do this at this point, right? I, I got swimming lessons. I know how to swim. But I do regret not doing so earlier, which I would always talk about is because of that Greece trip. And you spoke about it when you and I talked about your trip to Mexico recently. But had I learned to swim a couple years ago, I would have been able to go into that cave, which was mm. like a sauna cave in Greece. And I would have been able to experience all of that. Sauna? Yeah. Oh, it was like it was like a steam cave or whatever. And I was just upset that I couldn't go because I didn't know how to swim and honestly, a life jacket and or some flippers, I would have I would have made it. But they were like, Nope, we don't we don't have that. But also they were Really they, they had to have been lying because 'cause we're all on a boat. You have life jackets, but just right. not for that. So yeah, it was oh. like if you can't swim you just gotta stay on the boat. And wow. thankfully there was one other person that stayed on the boat in my group, I should say, that stayed on the <clears> boat with me. And I was just like drinking and on the boat, but I really wished I was in that cave. So, wow. That, I'll just say that was that. I'm sure there's um, something else if I were to really think about it, but whatever. So I'm sorry to hear that. I, I will answer the question. I'm sorry to hear that, but like you said, the listeners don't know that I went to Mexico this past week. By the time this comes out, it would have been weeks ago, um, and I was actually able to float through some caves. And I was like, before I, I was able to get through the first cave. I was really thinking like, dang, this sucks that I freaking can't swim. Yeah. Because I can't experience this in its entirety. And then when the um, tour guide came back to get me and he was just like, just, I'll hold on to you and you're just going to float. I was so grateful that I had that experience. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh, I can't swim. I'm in some deep behind water. Like the deepest water that I was in was 24 feet. Right. I can't swim. But I was in the water and I was just so, like, I was totally present in that moment and totally, um grateful that i was able to have that experience yeah and it so. was like not even a long swim and it was like you could swim and then you could stand up and walk into the cave experience mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. but i was just like oh my i just i knew i just didn't trust myself and i really didn't want to be that person but i'm sorry friend it, well now you can swim and i can't the world. so <laughs> i'm going back to greece i'm going with my man when he shows up come so. on come on somebody that's that come on what about you okay um I would say not studying abroad more frequently. So um, when I had my first study abroad experience, it was at the end of my junior year of college. So I completed junior year, summer vacation. I studied abroad in Mexico. And um, that experience was so freaking bomb. And now anytime I go to a country where the native language is Spanish, I get a little like bothered that I didn't study there. <laughs> like, dang, 
kind of study here. Or even when I just went to Mexico, I'm like, Dag, I wanted to come back and study some more. Like, mm-hmm. I really wish that I had latched onto that study abroad experience, like, from jump. Although I knew, I had always known that that was something I wanted to do when I went to college. Um, the opportunity just presented itself in that particular moment for me. It just sucks to me that I didn't get an opportunity to. And I don't think it's too late. Like, I can still go abroad and teach kids in the summer if, if that's something that I truly want to do. And but can't you it, still go abroad and learn stuff if you really wanted to also? Yeah, definitely. I could do stuff at the graduate level. Right. But for me, I just feel like it wouldn't be the same. Like, I'm I'm a real, like, responsible adult. Back then, I was, I want to say I was a kid, <laughs> you know? Just, like, floating about. I can still do it, but I just feel like it would be different. So, yeah, that's it. Um, if you could change your first name, what would it be? I still say Monica, which is not much of a difference. That's funny. People call, I got, just got called Monica earlier this week in the email. Really? It's, it's interesting. It it doesn't make any sense (laughs) because there's there's a clear distinction. I get it, but there's a clear distinction between Monica and Monique. Like, okay. I don't, I just don't understand anymore, but I would just change my name to that and just settle it. (laughs) Okay. A name change, uh, 2019, for your 30s, or nah? No, I'm staying with money. I'll call you Monica then. No, um, it's fine. <laughs> so if I could change my name, it would be my middle name to my middle name, which is Tatiana, which actually just, I don't think I ever revealed this. Um, too late. Um, I would, I actually use it as my Starbucks alias. So whenever I go to Starbucks, my name is Tatiana. And, uh, or anywhere they ask me for my name. And they have to spell it. I'm just like, Tatiana, because Kadesha can get crazy. And I'm not here for these spellings, okay? <laughs> not here for the pronunciation, the spellings. And people are like, why don't you just teach people how to say your name correctly? Okay, I'm 29 years old. I have spent 29 years, not 29, because I haven't been speaking all 29 years, but approximately 29 years of my life telling people how to say my name, how to pronounce it correctly, going through Kadesha, not Khadija. Yeah, that's what I said. No, it's not what you said. Listen to me because you're not listening. Like, I I don't feel like fighting anymore. Oh so gosh. I just tell people my name is Tatiana. If you want to give me a nickname, sure. But let it be on my terms. Um, anyway. No, it's very funny you- that you say that because on Twitter, Reek had a moment about that. About oh just, no, but just telling people like his name is Reek because... If he says anything more, people just butcher his name. And it's his, ridiculous. And his name is just two syllables, and it's just like people just—it's ridiculous. Don't get it right. So. People don't care to. I mean, I'm very passionate about names. I think they partially care to. Some well, I guess I'm just speaking from experience. Sometimes I just feel like it's just like yeah, okay. Like I repeat Kadesha three times, and I'll just be like, oh, okay, and just move on. I'm like, you didn't, you didn't care, so don't ask. <laughs> like, <laughs> Very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And I used to hate Kadesha, to be honest. But I'm happy with my name now. I just don't repeat it. Um, okay, so where's the most beautiful place on earth and why? I know what you're going to say. Uh, it's You're saying Greece or Ireland? Greece. Greece was so beautiful. I know. Ireland was beautiful in its own way, though. However, I don't need to take a man back to Ireland. But I haven't seen that much of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Right. I feel like so many. I guess in your world where you've been. Right. I feel like also there's so many beautiful places in the Caribbean. But yeah, you know, I don't want to give it to the Europeans. But Greece was so beautiful. <laughs> like outside of Athens. Athens is very like whatever major city you've been exposed to is a major city. Mm. in like anywhere just about. So mm. yeah, outside of Athens. It was so pretty. 
Oh, and why was it beautiful? Because it was like it was legit, like out of the postcards. You know, Crazy. yeah. Interestingly enough, though, as much as you talk about Greece, I still don't care to go. Like, I have no desire. I just, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I don't know why. <laughs> well, because it's Europe. I well, there. That's it. I mean, that's do, exactly you, do you care it. about going anywhere in Europe? No. <laughs> Like, a part of me wants to go to Spain to experience, like, the difference in the Spanish there. Right. And to see and to really um, contrast the culture. Well, Spanish culture and Latin culture. Right. Exactly. Um, But even still, I'm just like. Why should I say Hispanic culture? I don't know. Amanda will correct me. Yeah, I get. I I say, yeah, I say Hispanic culture. I say that, but I get all confused sometimes, too. Because, like, is Latin being inclusive of Mexico with Hispanic be inclusive of South America. Bruh. Listen, we're going to move on. In terms of culture. Amanda, <laughs> plug right now. This is you. This is your end. So we're going to take a moment of a silence. Okay. Um, and we're going to tag you in. What's what's <laughs> your most beautiful place on earth and why? So I just had like two different things going on in my mind. Um Initially, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I was going to say for both. So initially, I was going to say the beach in Barbados. That's the most b- beautiful beach I feel like I've ever seen. Um, but then I thought again about, I think honestly, I would have to say Cuba was my favorite vacation that I've ever taken in my whole entire life. And so oh, I would Cuba say that was, was the most. Yeah. So I would say that's the most beautiful place on earth in my world um, because of everything, like Everything that's there. I said this on the podcast when we talked about Cuba because of the culture, because of the people, because of how authentic that place is, because it has not been touched by us, the Americans. Yeah, like, yeah. we have touched it. We have touched the soil because we've been over there, but we really haven't done anything to alter it. And I think that's amazing because you go to so many other countries, so many quote unquote third world countries or Caribbean countries and you can see sprinkles of um, American influence. Sure. Even if, you know what I mean? Even if people are still not um, as well off over there as we are here, even if the experiences are different, you can still see remnants of us over there. So Cuba was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, this looks just like the pictures, but it's it's beautiful because it's not it's not perfect. It's just beautiful. And the people here are just, they just add to that beauty. Yeah. I gotta go back. Oh, me too. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what's under your bed, Monique? So I have a loft bed, which I am desperately trying to get rid of before the year ends. You've been saying that for a while. I know. And I'm. It's it's been difficult because what's under my bed is a desk and a workstation area. So it's like I would have to shut down in order to take my bed down. And I don't feel like that's a good time to shut everything down. Um, so I have to do my own stuff, figure out how I'm going to transfer my workstation. So I'm not getting in my own way work wise, but yeah, that's what's under my bed. I call it the bat cave. <laughs> okay. But that makes sense. That's that. How about you? Um, under my bed is actually some dust, like little dust balls. Oh my I God. actually swept, I want to say like two weeks ago, but my, my home tends to accumulate dust pretty quickly because of the floors here. And just like the hard surfaces that I have here. So it does accumulate dust very quickly. But yeah, it's just dust. And I'm proud to say that because um, when I live with my mom, like I had a bunch of stuff under my bed. Like shoes, boxes of stuff, like stuff that just fell back there that I never picked up. It was like 
that was really like a cave. And it's like, mm, a lot of proceed people with caution. have storage unit stuff under the under beds. Right. Right. But I feel like since I am adulting in my own adulting Ooh, space. I, no, I'm, I'm, that's not even shade. That, that was not meant to be shade at all. I'm just saying like, since I progressed from being with my mom to being here, that still sounds shady and I'm not trying to be shady at all. Yeah. Under my bed is nothing. And I feel proud that there's nothing because I have like, I've developed particular storage unit so I don't have to store store things under my bed so I'm proud that it's dusty there I guess okay I'm gonna move on because I was shady (laughs) and I didn't mean to be shady at all no shade to anybody listening who thought it was shady okay um where are we oh are you we we I feel like we asked this one before um are you proud of what you're doing with your heart and your time right now um we did ask something like this before mm-hmm. i am proud of what i'm doing with my heart right now for okay. sure given a few episodes uh my heart has made strides in healing good um and my time i'm definitely like feeling <clears throat> way more productive personally with stuff like i've been talking with people about um just like ideas and creating things and i'm getting some feedback about ideas that I have for my own personal projects and stuff like that and like really fleshing things out and time management is always going to be a thing I feel like for all of us but I I even have like some commission work so I'm on task with stuff which is pretty interesting there's still stuff I'm forgetting but I'm definitely proud of how I'm keeping afloat right now for sure nice Mm -hmm. I'm definitely proud of what I'm doing with my heart right now and if you have any questions about that, you can reference the last episode, episode before that, because I feel like I talked a lot <laughs> about that. You keep saying that, um, and you, you're not. I, in my mind, I am, because you know how I am. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, definitely there. And my time, I'm like half and half proud of, proud of what I'm doing with my time and not proud of what I'm doing with my time. Okay. So what do we start with, the positive and go on to the negative? Or we, start with, we start with bad news and then go to good news, right? Whatever you want. <laughs> so I'm not proud of what I'm doing with my time because um, I feel like I've gotten really lax lately, in all honesty. Like, I feel like I've just taken some steps back. And um, that has a lot to do with the fact that, like, I, I've always been, like, work workhorse, 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 workhorse. And so... It feels like I'm I'm breathing now. And I'm like, this is nice. Like, it's nice to just, like, sit still and breathe and not run around like a crazy person. Um, and then the other, the other side of that and me being proud of what I'm doing with my time is, um, I guess I kind of transitioned to that, is I'd still do find little, little bouts of um, productivity. And I feel good when I do productive things. Like when I get up in the morning, oh, excuse me. First thing I do is hit the gym and then I start hitting all my other things. I'm like, oh, girl, this is you. This feels great. Okay. This feels great. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as of recently, I think I've, I've gotten back to that. Like just getting up and just like getting things done, checking stuff off my to-do list. And it feels so good. So I really, for me to be completely great with the way I spend my time I think I need to just develop consistency in these routines so yeah um has anything or anyone saved your life before saved my life yeah 
in particular, I mean, there's been a bunch of times friends have, I guess, saved me from getting hit by a car when crossing the street. Oh, shoot. But, yeah. <laughs> one thing that really stands out is I remember um, when I was 15, my mom and I went to Venezuela. And I was in, I was at the beach with my cousins. And at 15, I had whatever New York City level Spanish that they give you in school. And we're in, we're like jumping with the waves and stuff. And they're here telling me, Arriba, Arriba. And I'm like, what? Oh, you did tell me this <laughs> Right. Before. And I'm like, I can't, like, I'm here concentrating so hard on what they're saying and can't figure out the word that I get hit by a wave. I felt like I was oh a pile of laundry in the washing machine. Like, the sand scraped up my legs and everything. And I'm, I mean, I can't say that someone tried to save me. I feel like the ocean just kind of spit me up. <laughs> And they kind of just all like ran out on the ocean. And it was just like, I was just so embarrassed because I wish I knew that word. I would have jumped. I love jumping for the waves. But that one was, <laughs> that one just like. Arriba, arriba. Right? What? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. We're like in the ocean. Like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it just, I just feel like I washed them on shore. And I was like, oh, my God. That is funny. Yeah. And then when they were like telling my mom the story, my mom was like looking at me so mad. Like, you know, you don't know how to swim. Why are you out there in the water like that? <laughs> it was fun, Mom. I just thought it would be fun to get in the water. Yeah, I was like, I was with everybody. Like, it was no big deal. But, like, I just scared, funny. like, my whole family. That but, is funny. Yeah. That was one time. How about you? Um. Yes. I think, actually, similar story. I went to Bermuda with my family. I feel like I tell the story at least once a year. I feel I like I know the story now. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Um, We were at the beach. Again, Kadesha can't swim, but I love the water. Um, So we're in the water and the waves are like taking me away. And I felt like there was like quicksand. Somebody corrected me before. I was like, Kadesha, it wasn't quicksand, but I'm going to still go with this. (laughs) Um, So the sand legit was like disappearing from below my feet and the waves were taking me away. Um, And they kept taking me away and I was giggling and giggling and before you know it like I went underwater I just kept going underwater and I went underwater laughing because I don't know why and then my stepfather came to swoop me up but the waves were too much for him so then this big dude came to swoop me up and he got me my mom was like where the water and the sand met like Kadesha <laughs> and um the big guy came to get me and then here my stepfather is hanging on to the big guy because he can't <laughs> he's about to drown himself so Moral of the story is this big guy came and saved me in Bermuda when nobody else could. Bless the Lord. It wasn't my time yet. It wasn't quicksand, but that's just what happens to the sand when, like, the tide is pulling it. It it does that. Okay. Yeah. I'm still going to go with the quicksand thing because I like telling that story. Okay. (laughs) What's the next question? (laughs) Um, If you were a cake, which cake would you be? This question is weird. It is. <laughs> we just, can skip it. Yeah, it's just weird because, like, I started thinking about. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I actually don't want to say. Like, I don't know. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. I don't. Okay, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, is there anything that I can do that will make your heart rest easier or your <laughs> life run smoother? I already spoke to you, Kadesha. You did, but the podcast listeners don't know. So okay. Um. <clears throat> to clear my voice. <laughs> what? Could, could, okay, so Kadesha already answered the question about her time and the way she's handling her time. And I believe you used the word, did you use the word lax? Did I, am I making that up? You did mm-hmm. use that word. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would make my life easier and run smoother if Kadesha would 
not be so lax in that <laughs> regard. Um, and, you know, continue to make progress and strides on her time management. Wow. You didn't really throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you for I, that. I, I, I didn't care if you did. I, was, I was ready. <laughs> I wasn't going but to. you did not. Okay, thank you, I, I'm, I'm um, evolving. I'm growing. I'm, tr- I'm proud of trying. you. Thank you. So, is there anything <laughs> I can do that can make your heart rest easier? Um, I think what you just did. Don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> That's real. It was that was nice. That, I really appreciated that because I was prepared. Like my heart was prepared for you. <laughs> and it, like it would have been okay. Not even, but I was just like, I deserve this. So like, it's oh okay. Oh my gosh. You know when you feel like you deserve things? Yeah. I felt like I deserved it, so it, it would have been okay. Okay. Well, but, um, yeah. More of that. <laughs> okay. Got you. For people who are listening who, like, have no idea what we're talking about, sorry. Just sorry, okay? Oh, I thought you were about to say, well, you just be throwing me under the bus all the time. Oh. You know, we're going to leave it there. Okay. So, so it's your turn. Yeah, so I got some questions from Twitter that I am going to, you know, ed- edit on the fly. So... First, who is more dedicated to their job? SpongeBob at the Krusty Krab or Keenan and Kel at the Good Burger? Um, oh, definitely, definitely Keenan and Kel at the Good Burger. Like, excuse me, I feel like they took work home with them for real. Like, this was their life, okay? Did, um, did Kel wear anything outside of that uniform? Neither, I mean, maybe SpongeBob wore like a night pajama thing, maybe? Okay, okay. I honestly think I was more invested in that story anyway. The yeah, Keenan and Kel story. Right. And I feel like I haven't seen Good Burger in so long. Like, it's a vague memory where SpongeBob is still haunting me. Oh, um, nah. Kenan, I haven't seen that in a long time either, but I feel like that's, I'm more connected with that story. Yeah. So that's interesting because I, I feel like it's almost a tie. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable saying SpongeBob. Um, I feel like they were all very dedicated to their job. But, like, who was more? I don't know, man. I want to say... I think I want to say Spongebob. Okay. If you were... Hand- Remember the sauce? The, like, the sauce was a real thing. You talking about Good Burger sauce? Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. It was, like, a big deal. Like, that special sauce. Keenan was not trying to let Kel get up off that sauce. He was just like, <laughs> you can't, like... Basically, like, you got to inscribe that in your heart, my guy. Don't tell anybody. I don't even think he wanted to know if I can remember correctly. Anyway. If you were handed we, the aux cord, what's the first song you'd play? Ha, ha. Um, that's tough. Huh? I said that's tough. Oh. I'm going to go with what I was singing my heart out to yesterday, only because that's fresh in my memory. Fantasy by Ma- Mariah Carey. Okay. That's just for now. It could change tomorrow. I'm still getting a message. Okay, so for me, I feel like at first, when I first read this question, I would say I'd hand it back because I don't oh. want to be judged for whatever my music preference is, you know. Okay. However, on wanting to answer this question properly, I would have to say that's what I like by Bruno Mars. Okay. Just gonna do that. And give it, give it, give the chord to someone else because 
we should just stop right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So your life is on the. I, oh, what? Dude, what? Just, I just wanted to say this. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Chris Brown lately, The Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Ooh, that's interesting. Like, I've been getting into the album, and I feel like I'd be judged <laughs> for listening to that the way I do. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. If your life was on the. Your life is on the line once again, and you get to call one person from your contact list. If they answer, you die. Who would you call? Ooh. Ooh. That's good. I know. Because I'm just thinking, like, first person to call without considering the last part. Like, I'm like, oh, my mom, for sure. But no, no. Wow. This, nah, this could be so shady. Cause, like, it I is thought, very shady. I thought of someone, like, right out the gate. And I was like, mm, don't do that. Um, listen, it is what it is. Okay. Oh, no. Who are you calling? <laughs> I'm calling my father. I Hi. Oh my god. <laughs> I when you said this is whatever, I was like, oh, she gonna call her dad. Calling my dad, tagging you in, papito. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's foul. You know, it's real. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, should I go with family? I'm trying to think. Like my first instinct was probably just to call some dude. That, oh, that maybe, wow. but you never know. Like sometimes, if they still have yeah. my number, they could answer, thinking that I actually got something to say. Right. So, who would I call? Yeah, you know what? I'm probably gonna go with family <laughs> and say my sister. Which, mm. right? Which the podcast yeah. I don't think even knows I have a sister. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you ever said that on a podcast. Yeah, and that's why I call her. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> There it is. Oh, this is awful. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, Moving on. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I'm not doing that one either. Okay. I'm skipping. Which one Wait, of these? Why are you skipping? Because I don't really care for that one. Do you want to do the anger? Well, you just skip like you just skip like one, two, I skip three like things. It is, we got mad questions. Okay. Was there one that you actually wanted to answer? I was actually interested in um the anger styles. Okay, fine. The anger one and the one below it. Oh, fine. There are five <laughs> anger styles. Which one are you? First, the sufferer. You avoid conflict and bury anger. The withdrawer. I hate these words. You don't talk about <laughs> it. You um expresses it indirectly. Triangulars. Manipulative. The blamers. You blame others and or name calling or exploders. You express anger through violence. I am going to go ahead and say I'm a combination of the stuffer and the withdrawer. Um, I listened to my leaks podcast recently, which was very therapeutic. I can't remember what the title of this podcast was. The which silent talks treatment. About pe- right. Sorry. Exactly. The silent treatment. And so I'm the type of person who employs the silent treatment like right out the gate. If you do something to make me upset. Nine times out of ten, I am going to employ the silent tre- treatment. That's one. So that I can avoid avoid conflict. I have a problem with facing something um, right away. So if I have an issue with you, I have a problem with confronting you and saying, hey, this is my issue. I would appreciate it if you don't do this again. Or this is how it makes me feel. So instead of me doing that, I'd, bear, I'd rather bury the anger. Don't talk about it. And then in me expressing it indirectly, that's me being petty. Right? So I'm doing things to kind of give you an indication that I'm upset. But I'm not still not confronting the issue face on. Okay. So. I feel like. My wound has been opened. Thank you. (laughs) I am also a combination of the both. Um, The withdrawer. 
in the sense that I would express it indirectly at some point, but sooner than later, and the sufferer because I'm always analyzing when is the good time to right. start expressing. Right. Um, and then sometimes if like I'm making something bigger than what it is, like I go through that often. So moving on, does your partner's mm-hmm. body count matter to you? Uh, I would say no. It doesn't. What matters to me more than body count is like how safe you've been, right? Because you could have had sex with a million and one people, but if you weren't safe and if you are, if you racked up some diseases, that's that's really the issue. So I, I would say no to body count. It, it doesn't. It's not a big deal. Yeah, body count in the most basic way doesn't matter to me. However, body count in relation to people. I know or may know or may like be acquaintances mm. with or something in the vicinity of like if we're at like a function and your body count in relation to the attendees that I'm also mingling with mm. you know if there's a correlation I think that's a turn off like I don't want to be somewhere and know that you that I am a part of like, this is all the people that you've been with in 2016 or something. Like, we're all here. Um, yeah, but outside of that, like, that that just came to me. Body count doesn't really matter. I just would prefer it to be more than two. You prefer for it not to be more than two? No, no, no. For it to be more than two. Oh, okay, okay. And why do you say that? Because I feel experience? like... Yeah, well... Yeah, not, not even experience, like, oh, does he know what he's doing or whatever. But, like, you, like, adapt things with people you know whatever like does does this person know how to communicate their what they like and what they don't like like have they practiced that before with a partner or whatever mm-hmm. and and you if you're dating one person for so long you kind of only know to a certain extent i'm just assuming how to please that one person right right so i would just say like more than two okay oh, um, oh sorry oh sorry no it's you. Okay. I was looking to see what I was going to ask next. <laughs> Which one of these canceled celebrities, and I say canceled with air quotations, is <laughs> the most canceled? Ready? Bill Cosby. Right. R. Kelly. Chris Brown. We already know you're not canceling Chris Brown. Or uh, Kanye okay. West. <laughs> Thank you for knowing that. So let's not even think about Chris Brown. Um, I'm going to say R. Kelly. And I'm going to say R. Kelly because like every time I think about him, I get disgusted. Like... R. Kelly discussed. Kanye, he needs help. I feel like this man just freaking needs some help. Um, Chris Brown, he needs help too. But like, I feel like he's just like the guy that you go back to who you just keep forgiving and forgiving over and over again, even though you know he ain't going to change his Sounds ways, like a toxic keep... relationship. That's what it is. <laughs> and you forgive him because Brown he is not my man because he made <laughs> by making music. Right, exactly. Like, He's not my man. 400 so songs, Chris Brown. Of course, I forgive you. Right, exactly. Um, Bill Cosby, I don't know why. Like, I'm just not as attached to what's going on with him. Not to discount anyone's story, because rape is rape, and rape is an issue. Well, the thing um, with Bill Cosby, he's not, like, relevant. Like, you know, like, R. Kelly's still going on tours. Chris Brown also right. still making music going on tours. Kanye still making music and stuff. Right, right. So and I think that's like where the disconnect old. is for me. Yeah, right. Um, 
And yeah, so R. Kelly, like the last story that I read about with the urine, that just really rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, this man is freaking sick. Well, he released that like, like 20 minute song, basically like, I did that. <laughs> like, like, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, R. I just, R. Kelly I just, for me too. Like, he's super. Yeah, man. It's, it's to a point where like, I have to keep reminding myself that with these automated playlists or whatever, like you can't delete him. Like, I'm so quick to the second I hear like whatever R. Kelly's song I'm like skip not doing this not today like it's yeah, also to a point where yeah. if I see R. Kelly on a playlist I'm not even playing it cause I, I I can't be stopping to skip the song I just won't even listen to this right So, okay two more before we go back to you Um, they say that everyone has a book in them what would your book be about that's good what would my book be about um, I think my book would be about like my emotions because when I think about <clears throat> the things that I write about most is my emotions. I'm a very emotional being and for a long time um, before I really, no, I can't even say that. For a long time, like I would just cry <laughs> to really express my emotions or I would keep a lot of things to myself and even in crying like now as an adult, I cry um, away from people so like I, I'd rather be hidden I'd rather you not to see me cry but um from a child to now I'd much rather write about what I'm thinking about what I'm going through about what I'm experiencing emotionally as opposed to verbally expressing it to someone so I would say my book would be about the many different emotions of me well look at us being the same person once again you know what, Monique? Good night. Okay, podcast done. Have a wonderful um, rest of your day, everyone. Happy Thursday. <laughs> However, my book would be a biography. So I would like co-write it because I don't want to write all of it. Okay. Um, maybe it'll be like a dictation or something. Cool. But I feel like I ha- I'm an interesting story. So that's what I would want. Okay. Yeah. Last question. Among your friends or family, what are you most famous for? Wow. Keisha, didn't you read these questions? I did, but like it was a lot, so I can't even remember everything. <laughs> and I made, and I considered a lot of them. I didn't consider this one though. Okay. Um, I don't even think I read this one in particular. Um, what are you famous for? I would say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I would say I'm famous for being a teacher, because mo- a lot of times, like you get me, you engage me in conversation. I'm talking about my kids. I'm talking about my classroom. I'm talking about how much I hate the school that I work at. I'm talking about um, the relationships that I built with my kids. I'm talking. I feel like somehow, some way, I always try to like talk about what I do. Right. That's so. That's fine. I think I'm famous for teaching. That's true. I I feel like there's there's a couple things. I feel like first off is like the hair. That's what I'm famous for. Oh, yeah. Right. On a super intimate level, I'm famous for being someone that is going to listen and give you some very neutral advice. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, I feel like it's those are two things. Yeah. And I'm probably famous, yeah, for those, for also just being like a pretty much straight shooter. Yeah. all across like not really switching up around people at most i just may be more quiet 
you know, but the consistent personality. Agreed. Cool. So now it's your turn. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I'm going to jump around to who was the last person who made you cry and why? <laughs> I feel like it's, my, it was, was it myself? Huh? <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, again, full blown transparency. I cried so much in July. Like, I feel like I, I do have to wonder. I'm like, did I make myself cry? Or like, did something actually happen in that time? Um, but I'm just gonna go with me. Uh, why? I was just July was just such like a off month. Um, it's fair to say like I was having a depressive episode, so I was just like super sensitive to everything. And again, like the, I feel like the slightest things were just super triggering and. It was just strange. Um, I was like overwhelmed and underwhelmed all at the same time. I feel like in one day I was experiencing every emotion like humans experience. Um, so yeah. Oh, but this was yeah. I was the last person that made me cry. I'll just take that. I don't want to give anybody that uh, that that recognition. There were other people. Okay. <sighs> uh, like after I accident, like. After, um, like, once you started answering yours and I started to think about how I was going to answer this for myself, I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, go back. You did. Too late. I answered. Darn. Can I just skip it for myself then? And like, No, there's no skipping questions here. Okay. And no <laughs> lying. You have to. Darn. Okay. I don't like this transparency thing at all. You pick the question. <laughs> and I didn't realize what I was doing until after the fact. Hey, you better get a grip. Okay. Whatever. So I'm just going to answer it. Don't react. Just let me just move on after and ask my next question, okay? Okay. Thanks. Okay. So the last person to make me cry was my boyfriend because I've been reflecting about this experience again and just like how rich it's been for me. And so like I was just really having a moment like... I'm in a place that I never expected to be in um, <clears throat> as far as the relationship is concerned. And so, yeah, I just started crying. And I was like, <laughs> I got to get out of this. So, okay, moving on. Next question is, out of all of your family members, who are you closest to? My mother. Good. You? Oh, I thought you were going to say more. Um, no, I'm just going to go with my mom. I'm close to, uh, <laughs> like, most, like, I don't have family I'm not close to. Like, for real, even okay. if we don't talk all the time or, like, even, I don't know, bi-monthly. Like, I'm pretty cool with all my family. Um, but the closest to my mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't choose one person. I am closest to my mom and my aunt. Um, and low-key, but high-key, but Mickey, I feel like the episode that we had with our moms, like, I kind of felt like I wanted to tag her into my aunt. Oh. Because she's legit my other mother. Like, it doesn't make any sense how close I am to her. And my mom. Like, people who have grown up in dual parent households, they have, like, the good cop, bad cop when it comes to mom and dad. And so that's the kind of dynamic I have between those two. And it's just, like, it's crazy. The older I get, it's crazy to think about how attached I am to both of them. That's so, beautiful. for sure, hands down. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do one more. If you could change one Thank thing God. about yourself, what would it be? <laughs> I was, I was, so I was like, if you, were you praying? <laughs> no, I was just 
like, yo, if she asked. I was like, because I didn't really want to, this wasn't even a bad one. I'm just not trying to, like, seemingly incriminate anyone by answering one of the other questions. So this is perfect. Okay. If I could change one thing about myself, what would it be? I would have to, which is something I actually can't do, would be just to, (laughs) like, get eye surgery or something so I could see. Because lately, I've been getting very reckless with my glasses. And I shouldn't because I only have one pair. So if something happens to them, then I'm really asked out. But oh, girl. that's what that's what I would change. It's like my eyes are one of my, like my favorite feature. And they just don't work 100%, which is bothersome to me. But, um, yeah, I would just, I'll just get them. Was it LASIK surgery? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Okay. Um... I would change this um again this passive aggressive thing like I'm I'm really I really need help <laughs> and I know I do because whenever I get into something with somebody it's like Kadesha why didn't you just say hi this is the issue I need to fix it or we need to fix it or we need to talk about it like right. why is it that I just so easily resort to um shutting my mouth, developing all these thoughts inside, and in developing all these thoughts about how I feel, I also develop thoughts about how I'm now going to navigate the relationship with this person so that they know that I'm upset. Like, why? (laughs) It's so natural. So that's one thing that I would change about me. Well, you know, there's professionals, life coaches and whatnot that you can probably work with for that. Yes. Now, our last set of questions. We're actually not doing so bad on time, believe it or not. We're not. I'm proud of us. Our last bit of questions are from the people of Instagram. And I did a poll and people majority, like 67% or something like that, said don't say who asked the question. So if, I don't know, you know you asked the question. So here we go. (laughs) First question. Yes. (laughs) Where the hoes at? Uh, we know who asked this question. Yes. And I was like, um, they don't listen. <laughs> well, actually. They started to? Surprisingly, yes. That's strange. And I don't know if, they, if, they're, if they're always tuned in, but they may tune into this one. Um, so the hoes are not present on the show, my friend. Okay. That's where the hoes are. That's where the hoes at. Well, you know, I've been asking myself this question all summer because I just. What? I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, f- I felt like. They were just going to be more visible and more accessible. And I just don't know what happened. So I don't know where they're at. I thought I had one, but they ran away. So I don't know. Like two ran away. Um, I don't know where they're at either. But let me know, (laughs) you know, if you do know where they have run off to. If you know what brunch or day party or game night or something that they're at, at you better find yourself at a freesome picnic right at a must love beards event right they haven't had uh, one in new york in a while don't they usually do one right. for the end of the summer they haven't had one i don't know but they haven't had one in a while okay so second question is what do y'all consider giving girlfriend treatment when just having fun with someone so <clears throat> when this question was asked i kind of had questions for you for me like no, not for you. Sorry. For the person who asked the question. Oh. Um, so when you say just having fun, like, what do you mean? Um, and then also, like, what are you doing with this person 
to make sure it's clear that you don't want them to be your girlfriend, right? Um, so here's my answer. I guess my answer, answer. Um, I consider giving girlfriend treatment, I guess going on dates regularly, um, talking on the phone regularly, uh, I guess, like, I don't know. Yeah, going on dates, talking on the phone. When you're out, like, it's clear that you guys are a couple. That's just it. I don't know. It's weird because that can be considered girlfriend treatment, but that's also a situationship, situationship treatment. Like, what's having fun? You can have fun with your girlfriend. You can have fun with your homie. Okay, you're acting you can like there's not quotations with. in this sentence. Sorry. I know. <laughs> like, Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a real answer Okay. I don't know. Okay? I tried my best. So, for, for me, what do y'all consider giving a girlfriend treatment when just having fun? I'm defining fun with quotations as sex and friends with benefits type of ordeal even if it's a situationship this person's clearly not your girlfriend because y'all are just having fun and i actually don't think i wouldn't lump situations too closely with that like i said i would just leave it as a friends with benefits type of situation so for me girlfriend treatment is like good morning text <coughs> good night text yes how yes. how was your day how's your day going type of stuff Y'all talk daily, be it text messages on the phone. Y'all are sending memes to each other, like, a lot or whatever. <laughs> Videos, you send in songs. Like, you said, you're going out. And it's, like, not even, like, a small group. Like, and just having fun when y'all going out, it's like, well, what kind of outings are y'all doing in public? Like, are you guys going to something more like casual even though these are still dates but like bowling or the movies or are you guys checking out a restaurant week or are you guys doing like you know something that's a bit more like intimate and like a romantic perspective girlfriend treatment is also just like that whole um how much time y'all are really spending together in person like if you're just having fun I feel like there are boundaries you're not probably in each other's face more than twice Twice a week still is a lot for me. Maybe like three times a month. That's how often you see each other or something. But girlfriend treatment, y'all are really in each other's faces a bit more. If y'all are introducing people to each other or whatever, like your family and your friends, why yeah, why would people personal. need to know someone that you're having fun with? Like, you know. Right. So gifts giving, like if you're having fun, y'all are not giving gifts. And that actually had crossed my mind, too, because actually that's very shady. I'm not going to say that. Hmm. But um, the whole gifts giving, I was thinking of gifting a dude with something. But I was like, hey, why why are you doing this? Like, chill out. And I, it just was a gesture for me. But I'm like, he's probably going to think or oh, whatever. So let me not. Um, and I, for me, I think those things predominantly cover girlfriend treatment. Um, maybe like holding her down for stuff like right like okay well, i'll just buy the tickets don't worry about it like doing that too often like paying for her meals and drinks too often or something like you know maybe not offering a splitting or something like you just guys know how they treat a girl a woman or whatever that they want to be their girlfriend that they want to be their woman they know how you treat that type of individual you don't treat someone you're having fun with to that level, to that intensity. That's what I think. If you're treating me like that, then I wouldn't feel like you want. That's what you I'm want. I'm your girlfriend. That's it. I'm your girlfriend. Well, I don't make those leaps, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We go together. No. It's gonna have to do, I'm going to even have to. You're going to have to FaceTime me if you're not going to be in front of me and oh say that. 
because I'm just I'm not I'm not believing you though. So funny. On to the next question. What are three traits not physical your future husband has to have? Um I would say my future husband has to be financially responsible. Um, my future husband has to be compassionate. And um, my future husband has to be fun. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, three traits. Um, I need honesty. That is really the first one. The second one, I would have to agree with you on the financial, uh, financially responsible aspect. And the third one, um, let's see. The third one, what's most important? I'd say supportive of me and what I do and things that pertain to me. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Next question is, when am I going to meet y'all? I love this one because we want to meet you too. You know what happens? I feel like you just like swoop into New York yes. and like I'll see you on the gram and I'm like, wait, she's here? Yes. And I feel like once you were here and we wanted to go to the event, but it sold out. And then another time you were here and I was not here, I feel like, or something. And I was like, wait, yes, I wasn't here. It was sometime during the summer. Oh, for the fest, the Afro Latino fest. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, give us a heads up when you're coming down. We will, we want to meet you too. Yeah. We've been wanting to meet you. Yeah. So, um, just gotta, I don't know. Something's gotta give. You have to send us a telegram and let us know like months in advance. As soon as you book your ticket here, we need to know. Right. Okay? Basically. Even that means we doing brunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dinner, snack, coffee. We gotta do something. Okay. What's more Sorry. important in taking the next step in a relationship? Getting engaged or buying a home? I like this question. Um, personally, I I think they're both important. But I think um, I'd prefer to be engaged before buying the home. The home um, because I don't believe in moving in together before um, marriage. Like, I'm not. So. Would you? Do you? Okay, not before ma- marriage at all. Like, not. Before the wedding day, y'all are not. No, we, I mean, before we get married, we can actually, pur- this is hard too, because before we get married, we can actually purchase the home. To move in. But I'm in. not moving in. Right. Right. But I'm definitely not moving in with you until, like, we married. Right. For, I don't know, I kind of, I'm still working on my reasoning, but mm-hmm. I too feel like it's more important to get engaged than to buy a home and taking the next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering if I, like, am I feeling that, by buying a home is just like almost an extension of playing house. Yeah, and that's my fear. That's why I said the whole marriage bit too, because I'm just like, I don't want to get caught up in that. Like, I don't want to get caught up in we move in together, we buy a home. This is great, and like, we don't have to get married. Like, it's cool. We have everything else, right? And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they're yeah, they're both very important. And it's like, it, and getting engaged yeah. is not even like oh, because I need to get the ring and need to show it off or whatever. But it's like no. I feel like that's just on the path to buying a home anyway. Like by getting exactly. engaged, you're like, oh, this is what I want to do with you anyway. But right, buying a home right. doesn't mean that you want to get engaged or that you even want to spend your life with me. Like you're, you're just right. buying a home. Right. Okay. It was just, it was just easier for us to combine our incomes. So we can get this here thing done. There's <laughs> whole sorts of sorts of reasons. How do yeah. you balance working? Wait, sorry. Oh. Just sorry. Sorry. One more thing. Um, but in in posing buying a home as one of the options, I think I think that's um, noble for people to be like juggling those two because I feel like um, home is 
buying a home is is essentially building wealth for yourself. So that's two of you deciding we want to build wealth and we want to build wealth together. So that's all. How do you balance working together and cultivating or maintaining your friendship? I am so happy that this question came now <laughs> because did you say that we had a conversation? We kind of we lightly said that we had a conversation. Um, yeah, so Monique and I lightly had a no, not lightly. We had a conversation yesterday about our friendship and about um, the direction of the podcast. And Monique did not throw me under the bus, but I'm just going to be transparent. Uh, we had like a rough patch in our friendship uh, over this summer. And today is like day one of us like <laughs> pulling it back together. Mm-hmm. And so in all honesty, balancing working together on this and maintaining the friendship was a little bit of a struggle. Um, and I know that I need to pull my weight a little bit more as far as podcasting is concerned. And I also know that we were in a place where I think where our friendship is going to grow as far as like communicating and communicating our expectations of each other on the friendship front and on the podcast front and just learning how to continue to merge those things together and work on them simultaneously. Right. And to continue, in balancing working together and maintaining our friendship, it's just, it is a balance. And what makes our show unique in itself and what makes it work is that we're just really good friends. And right. we have a friendship outside of podcasting. And in full transparency, what happened this summer is that that wasn't the experience. Like, we <laughs> weren't being friends outside of the friends. podcast. We were right. like co-workers which was strange and weird like we were talking (laughs) to each other as it pertained to the podcast and it wasn't to be honest like an incident happened it was like a shift in yeah in being so in in working on balancing um being co-host and having this podcast and still being like really really good friends it's communication and i think that's really the takeaway is like we have to continue communicating with each other when things do feel off to us and when we're like maybe can you run that back because I want to make sure I didn't take this a certain way unless you meant it like that and if you did can you actually clarify because I'm still (laughs) kind of not sure where this is coming from Mm -hmm. um and that's that's it but it's just like any type of relationship business working platonic romantic all that sort of stuff it's like it's work but this was just the first time like our friendship really got off track like that um and it's just learning learning and growing and acknowledging and being respectful to each other and and moving forward and i'd be i would like to know if it was translating to the outside world yeah can y'all talk back for real Um, let us know but yeah we're working through things and obviously it sounds like a relationship it it, it, it (laughs) is is a relationship (laughs) but like we're able to be here and i think i feel like this episode sounds a lot better than our last couple episodes for their own reasons too um but i hope we answered the question how do you balance working together it gets work and we're sister friends so like things are gonna happen but yeah exactly Mm -hmm. this is the first time it's it's happened like this yeah yeah for real okay would <laughs> would y'all date someone long distance like someone that is why you laugh states away because i want to know which individual asked this question i remember the question but i can't remember. the other questions i remember exactly who asked each question but this well, this one i can't remember these two um, are the same entity that asked the question oh right so um, would would you date someone long distance i thought you laughed because you know my situation so like i guess i kind of semi dated someone long distance oh my gosh i wasn't even <laughs> that's why i thought you laughed i was like 
feeling real guilty, like side eyeing oh you, even though you can't gosh. see me right now. No, okay, continue. Oh. I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> you. So yeah, I kind of sort of um, dated somebody long distance, and um, in that time, I was very open to that experience, obviously, because I did it. Now, reflecting on how that experience went, and just reflecting on where I am now, and um. Other relationships that I've had, I feel like that's something that I wouldn't want to do. Not even two states away. Mm-mm. Only because, like, I like the cl- I like being close to somebody. So I like living in. I like living in the same state. Obviously, I like living in the same borough. I like just being accessible. Like, um, I'm having a bad day. Can I just come over and talk to you? Uh, I just need a hug. Can I? Do, you know what I mean? Like, I like that. Whereas the long distance thing for me was just like, uh, um, I'm stressed or I just really want to talk to you. But there was like scheduled talk times with that particular person. And it was, it was kind of like robotic. Right. Obviously with a person maybe like two states away, it might not necessarily be scheduled talk times, but still it is because everybody has lives, you know? And eh, I, but even in the same no. borough, people have lives. It, that's true too. But I feel like, I guess I'm just comparing things to my current experience, too. We have lives, but we just spend a lot of time together. Your lives are also kind of <laughs> similar to a certain extent. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, pretty... Kind of. As I was saying, kind of. Like... As far as occupation is concerned. <laughs> but in terms of, like, what you're saying in times and schedule, like, okay, yeah, both of you oh, right. also have, like, side things that y'all do, mm-hmm. but the timing compared to your previous experiences where the other guy was, like, traveling for his job. Like, right. that's just, right. that's different. Right, it's true. Yeah. So, for me, I feel like I would. I feel like if the vibe was right, um, I could do it. I can't see myself okay. doing it for a long time. But I consider dating someone in the Bronx being long distance. And, you know. You said that before. That's real. I don't change. I don't change that at all. Like, anytime. No, but you're right. It was work. Like, I also, I lived. From Queen to the Bronx. Yeah. And I. And also, again, like I was working in Connecticut, so it was convenient kind of in that sense coming down from Connecticut to the Bronx. But like still, um, two states away, I feel like, you know, I would take the bus. I would hope you'd take the bus and um, or whatever trains. I think it's really like a bus two states ordeal. I would do it. I wouldn't want to do that for long. I'd like you. um, I like the in-person stuff. So like to make up for it, it would have to be like FaceTime. Like I would want, right. I would want mail or something like. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, like I need, to, I would need to be engaged for real. But yeah. I'd be open to it because then that means kind of like little like weekend trips type of thing. But I also feel like that could get tiring. So I couldn't see, you know, I don't know. If I was younger, I probably would date long distance for a longer period of time. To be honest. Yeah, but older, I get it. Yeah, n- it's like all right. So what are we doing? Yeah, right now I feel like so when when is your lease up? Like okay right. yeah but i consider it but yeah so i was the reason why i laughed at first because i was like when i saw the person that sent this i was like are they are they trying to say something is it me am i projecting oh my gosh like i don't know i can't yeah so person because i know that you listen were you trying to say something you know if you weren't hit us in the dms friend let us know no because you know how to access me you don't need to contact the podcast dms but if you oh, this, i'm just trying to be in a business though. if like, I'm you to be were nosy. not trying to say something by asking this question you should also let me know and we'll still be cool we'll still be fine just saying last question this is the ultimate ultimate last question if you could live anywhere in the u.s other than new york where would it be 
<clears throat> I had a hard time with this. Because, uh, like, I really went over my mind before this question came up. Like, places that I would live. So, I'm sorry. I'm not going to keep it to one. Um, one place that I considered living was Maryland. Maryland, because I always got good vibes when I went there. Like, I have family that lives there. And I always got really good vibes. And I felt like there's... um. There's a place called Columbia, Maryland, which I was told is a place where um, lucrative black families live. So I felt like I could fit in there. And I don't know the stats for myself. That's just what I was told. Um, so, yeah, and it's not too far from New York because I, I didn't want to get too far away from New York. Maryland was a place that I considered. I considered Philly at one point, but nah, I feel like Philly's too rough for me. Um, and another place that I considered was Texas. And Texas, because of my friend Jasmine, who I talked about on the podcast, I feel like at least twice before. Jasmine's my friend who got married at the beginning of the year, whose love story I just love. Um, I considered moving there. One, because she was like, Kadesha, when are you moving to Texas? Um, two, because she's a teacher, so I could probably get a teaching gig there. Also, when I went for Megafest, I just felt like it was like not as stressful as New York. And that's generally the, the vibe that I get leaving New York going south, because the roads are wider, um, people are friendlier, traffic ain't as crazy. Um, I, I just feel like the the um, the vibe there is just like totally opposite of New York as far as stress. So yeah, that's it. I too um, was thinking down in the Maryland region, however DC. I recently came across uh, some article that was saying like DC is actually the worst worst place to like give childbirth as a black woman so what? yeah I would have to have my child in like Maryland or Virginia or something and just like live wow. in DC but I say DC because I feel like to my understanding which the people the person that asks this question can clarify for us is like that's also just like a good spot of black people and yeah. I feel like again it's not too far from New York and, and as far as my career path without being far from New York, that's a good idea. But in terms of my career, it would have to be the LA area. Which makes sense. Yeah. It really like it doesn't make sense to live anywhere else but New York or LA. Even though Texas has some an- big animation studios. I think it has like two. Oh. Yeah. Cool. In Portland, Oregon has, but I'm definitely not going there. And yeah, there's nothing there for you, friends, mm, besides the, the art and the KKK. They and that, yeah, there's definitely they're definitely there for you, girl. Yeah, I'm fine. So that concludes this episode. That's it. It does. It is the question game. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. This is a longer episode because we have been giving y'all these little snippets. But you know, I'm gonna work my editing magic and let's see if I can bring this to an hour. I feel like you can. Probably. We did a lot of thinking. Yes. We that did. y'all won't even hear at this point. <laughs> okay. So now it's my little favorite segment, which is called Around the Way. I kind of feel like I want some like frick it, frick it, around the way theme music, like turntables. Um, wow. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So this Around the Way segment is dedicated to. Okay. So let me just rewind a little bit. So what Around the Way is, is it's an opportunity for me to highlight things that are going on in Queens, to, sh- to share some good news that's happening in Queens, because oftentimes, one, we don't hear about Queens. Two, we don't hear enough good news. Um, so here it is. 
Um, so for today's Around the Way segment, it's going to be kind of late when y'all hear this, but um, I wanted to talk about the U.S. Open. Oh, so last year I had, yeah, I had the opportunity to go to the U.S. Open for the first time ever. And it was an amazing experience because it was just like, this is like a big deal. And people come to this from many different places. Um, there's obviously big time athletes who play in the U.S. Open. And also it was a big deal for me because I work very close to oh, there true. and so whenever it's yeah so whenever it's time to set up my classroom um leading up to the new school year i'm always caught up in that u.s open traffic and i okay i'm being very transparent i get off my highway exit is that exit and so i'm always stressed out like i can't get off the highway all these streets are black this is annoying blah 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 but anyway um i just think the u.s open is a, is a beautiful experience whether you're into sports or not it's just it's just like invigorating i'm gonna read um trip advisor's description about the u.s open and so yeah so each year in the week before and after labor day all eyes in the tennis world are on the usa for the prestigious u.s open tournament the last of the four major international events in professional tennis the stakes are high particularly particularly if any home court players or teams are closing in on a grand slam win at all four events ticket prices run up into the thousands for the most coveted seats but for a diehard fan it is worth it for the chance to see the top athletes in the sport up close um so as i said before once this episode comes out the u.s open probably would have been gone oh, long gone. but my recommendation to you would be to plan to attend it next year so yeah and your kadacious hey, corner oh <clears throat> so kadacious corner this this month is going to be a little bit different from my fitness stuff. When I initially started Cadacious Corner, it was my intention to do fitness stuff. And I also said I would infuse some financial tips. And so I feel like I'm going to start venturing into that now. And so this is my first financial post. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. And my motivation at the time of this recording hasn't been written and therefore is not on Instagram yet. But will be by the time the episode comes out. Um, you good? No, because I'm just like the time is ticking away, and I haven't even written it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I honestly, I might just like relieve myself of the pressure and post it tomorrow. Um, too bad. It's okay. Yeah, I know it's okay. Cause, like I hate putting out rush stuff. Like I just don't like it. Anywho, so the post is going to be about growing pains again because I'm going to tap back into some stuff from July. However, I've also been thinking about the year up to the summer. And I've said it before on the podcast, I'll say it all the time. I like hold friendships in like such a tight grasp. Um, so when things shift in my friendships and things like that, it just bothers me and i'm working on being a better human being with the different phases of friendships and i know you can't be friends with everyone forever but i just want to but this year was definitely a year of experiencing ups and downs and friendships and what have you and just navigating those spaces and some people the friendship didn't come back and others the friendship's still in a weird place and it's just all over interesting so are you subbing me right now no <laughs> oh. definitely <laughs> this is like the third time you've That's done like this personal okay um i mean you are a part of it but you're not it you're not where this came from specifically 
but um so yeah so i guess it's just like just gonna talk about some growing pains like this is a part of <coughs> life or whatever i'm just not i i would i shouldn't say i'm not gonna get over it but i'm going to work on handling it better i can't wait to read that because i'm there with you <coughs> right you you've had a lot of shifts in your friendships too this year yeah mm-hmm yeah. And you know what's so interesting? I don't have a problem making friends. And I actually don't have a problem keeping friends either. I just Me neither. I just um just want everybody around all the time. And not even physically or whatever or even texting you guys all the time. I just don't want to not be friends with the people I'm friends with. Like I don't Why do we have to not be friends anymore? Not even because something happens, you outgrow people, they outgrow you or just really you guys talk less and less and less or whatever, but Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I actually have some announcements. Great that I put this here. The Officially Street podcast is having their first live show Saturday, September 29th at the Firelight Studio in BK. And it will be hosted by Funny Julius. Um, I already have my ticket. I bought my ticket like within 48 hours of them announcing it. (laughs) <laughs> also having right also having a live show is the he-man woman haters club they'll be having a three-year anniversary show the thursday before the officially street live show which is thursday september 27th and it will be at sobs i i didn't get my ticket within 48 hours however i got my ticket within like a week because i'm like i'm gonna forget and I don't want to forget these things. So I will be at both shows for sure. Kadesha will let us know at another time if she'll be attending any of those. And I know a bunch of our podcast friends and homies and what have you are going to be there. Both events are going to be a good time. And I'm kind of excited that like it's like a Thursday and then a Saturday thing. Because that's like, I feel like just mad, like a reunion. It's always going to be like a reunion. It's like back to back too. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to both of them. Because also, I've been interacting with, uh, the guys from the Officially Street podcast often on Twitter and they're funny so I'm looking forward to seeing them in real life doing their thing for their show so that's that nice mm-hmm. yeah I will definitely attend one of those events yeah definitely definitely <clears throat> um, okay so in closing you can connect with us on our website wecomefromqueens.com as well as our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Come From Queens, where the Queens is spelled QNS. You can send us questions you would like us to answer during an episode. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Make sure you rate and review on iTunes, guys. Um, as always, we love hearing from you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>